I'm Paige Waterhouse. I'm Nabil Reza. From the Cavalier Daily, this is On Record. Welcome to the inaugural episode of On Record, the official podcast of the Cavalier Daily, UVA's independent student newspaper and Charlottesville's oldest daily newspaper. So Paige, you ever think that I would get a reputable podcast? Definitely not, Nabil. No idea how you got this position. Why are you here? I'm not really sure. I hate the sound of my own voice on record, so not going to be listening to this later, definitely. That's um, ironic. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, I know you have only been on grounds for a couple months now. Thanks for exposing me. Of course. First year. Um, But you still have probably seen some of the flyers that have been floating around. I have, and they've definitely caught my eye. So for those of you who haven't seen the flyers, they display the quote, It is settled, I believe, that this white man who has shown himself so full of courage and force shall rule in the South because he is fittest to rule. The quote is attributed to the university's first president and namesake of its central library, Edwin Alderman. The bottom of the poster reads, change the name. While the flyers are calling for a renaming of Alderman Library, they have been distributed anonymously with no individuals or CIOs publicly taking credit for the campaign. Since the distribution of the flyers, Cavalier Daily reporter Zach Rosenthal has been covering the university's reaction to them and the administration's response to the controversial legacies of the namesakes of several buildings on grounds. In his article, Rosenthal laid out Alderman's racist history beyond the quote publicized by the flyers. While Alderman was president, he accepted a $1,000 donation from the Ku Klux Klan towards the university's endowment. Further, Alderman led the dedication of the monument to Confederate General Robert E. Lee in downtown Charlottesville. The proposed removal of the Lee statue, infamously, was the impetus for the Unite the Right rally in August 2017, which led to the death of counter-protester Heather Heyer. While speaking at the ceremony for the Lee statue, Alderman described Lee as a faultless man, a majestic ideal for the whole land. Alderman also oversaw the university at a time when several eugenicists were teaching, including Harvey Jordan, Harry Heck, and Ivy Foreman Lewis. The university has already renamed buildings that formerly honored these eugenicists. The International Residential College, Yen House, named after W.W. Yen, the first international student to earn a Bachelor of Arts from the university and the first student from China to graduate in 1900, was once Lewis House. Jordan Hall was renamed in 2016 after Vivian Pinn, the only female African-American student to graduate from the School of Medicine in 1967. Additionally, the university administration has expressed a willingness to engage in a dialogue around the name of Alderman Library. University spokesperson Wes Hester also provided a statement to Rosenthal, the naming of facilities on grounds is an important and ongoing dialogue, and Alderman Library is a part of that conversation. Though no decisions have been made at this time, Hester said, his tenure illustrates the university's complicated past, a history we continue to research and contextualize today. University President Jim Ryan provided further comment in a September 9th interview with the Cavalier Daily, saying, We're in the process of thinking about a number of names in the context of both Alderman Library and other buildings on grounds. These comments from Wes Hester and President Ryan introduce an important point. How did the library get named after this guy in the first place? Alderman was the first president of the university, serving from 1905 until 1931, after stints as both president of Tulane University and president of the University of North Carolina. While under Alderman's leadership, the university opened the Curry School of Education, expanded opportunities to women, and exploded in growth due to a 30 times increase to its endowment. 
Alderman Library was built and dedicated in his honor six years after his death. Alderman is credited by some as the father of the modern university, both in his important leadership and egregious blind spots. On this podcast, we want to hear from students and faculty on record about how our stories and how people on grounds are reacting to them in real life. In that vein, we now go to our Man in the Street segment, where Paige and I brought on record outdoors and asked people about the name of Alderman Library directly in front of it. Um, so we're standing out here outside of Alderman Library. Have you seen the flyers that were posted recently about the Alderman name? Yes, I have. I have not. I have not, um, but I have heard that there may be something about like the renaming, rest, uh, removal kind of situation, right? Uh, do you have any thoughts to share about the name of the library? I think it should be changed. Um, I think that I don't really know the full background, but I think that uh, it's high time UVA comes to terms with the history of a lot of their figures, uh, and that might have to involve some renaming for people that did awful things. <laughs> Do you have any opinions on the name Alderman? Uh, I'm not very knowledgeable about it, so no. <laughs> um, I haven't really heard much about him, so I guess I don't really have a concrete opinion to say. But like, if he is a bad person, then there's, that's a good reason to change the name of the library. Have either of you seen any of the flyers that have been circulating about the Alderman library name change? Uh, no, I haven't seen any flyers. However, I think I'm like aware of the issue. Yeah, Alderman was a eugenicist, <laughs> and uh, white supremacist that was the head of this university. Um, but yeah, I think there's just like a lot of historical context for like eugenics at UVA and how like detrimental that was to people of color, specifically black people and slaves that built the university, and the fact that we still have. A uh, really important li library named after this man is disgusting and all of the other buildings that are Cabal. Yeah, <laughs> Cabal, also problematic. But yeah, so I think it's good that students are finally recognizing it. And I think it sucks that it's always a student led thing. Like, I don't know why no one in the administration has ever been like, hmm, kind of problematic. We have a really important building named after our eugenics, but these things happen, I guess. Now that we've heard from members of the university community, joining us now is Cavalier Daily senior news reporter Zach Rosenthal to talk more about his recent story on the Alderman Flyers that has caught the attention of many on grounds. We're here with uh, Zach Rosenthal. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Zach Rosenthal. I am a second year and I am a senior writer for the Cavalier Daily. And um, so you were the first to write the story in the in the Daily about um, the Alderman controversy, is that correct? Uh, yes. And uh, how did you first encounter that issue? So even last year, when I was a first year, I heard things about Alderman's legacy, uh, his history with eugenics. Uh, once I heard they were renaming the building, I mean, the question started to swirl. I've heard it before, you know, this article was written that people were considering renaming it and considering the construction's going through, that sort of, the, the momentum is picked back up. And the story sort of came to us, we wanted to write about it, when flyers were posted around grounds anonymously, as far as I know, no one knows who's done it to this day. And they came, they have flyers talked about, you know, racist quotes that were attributed to aldermen. And so the discussion sort of re-picked back up. 
So, Zach, what inspired you to write this story, or more specifically, why did you feel like it was an important issue that you had to bring to the attention of the UVA community? So the university, as you know, struggled with reconciling its racist past, um, whether that's just issues with Jefferson and owning slaves, which is kind of why they're now building the monument to enslaved laborers, to, you know, all these buildings that are named after people with, I don't know, sketchy past is a bad way to describe it, but troubling past. So whether that's aldermen or uh, the other individuals, the other eugenicists that he's kind of associated with. So Harvey Jordan, Harry Heck, Ivy Lewis, uh, the latter of which Lewis had a building named after him, which they later renamed, I believe, to Yen House. So there's a lot of individuals in UVA's past, you know, have these questionable stories of racial bias and eugenics that have been touched on. And for whatever reason, Alderman's legacy remains. So I think it needs to be touched on. Um, who were some of the people you spoke to for the story and how did they help frame the issue in a different way than you would have? Sure. So one person... Uh, who we reached out to, runs a, uh, a committee on renaming, recontextualizing, and removal for student council. And that's something I didn't even know existed. Uh, and the fact that student council is taking the issue seriously, looking at all these buildings, I'm sure there are even more buildings that I know of whose uh, namesakes have questionable pasts that the university's still propping up by having these buildings named after them. As sort of Wes Hester, the university spokesperson, pointed out, all these people have, you know, done things for the university that have been a net positive, including aldermen. But there has to be a way to, you know, recognize their contributions while also acknowledging that they've done some horrible things in their past. Kind of going off on that, do you believe that um, student council and the university administration are thinking about this in different ways or do you think they're kind of aligned? Um, it's difficult to say, but I think they seem aligned. I know for a fact we talked to administration, uh, again, the spokesperson, Wes Hester, has confirmed they're working on considering how to change the name, what the best approach is. I've been told there are other buildings they're also considering the name change of. I didn't get any specifics on that. But it seems like everyone's trying to figure out what the best approach is. But, um, I mean, looking at the UVA's website, uh, their biography for Alderman, it is just all positives, and it does gloss over any possible negatives about Alderman, his history with eugenics, his racial bias, which is apparent in the quotes that were listed on the flyers. Again, listing only the positives of a figure who's just embroiled in so much controversy. I mean, when I was researching the story, something interesting I found out was that, you know, Alderman, Alderman was a big part of the uh, Robert E. Lee statue in what's now Market Street Park. And obviously the events of surrounding that Robert E. Lee statue have become part of sort of UVA's history and Sarchville's history with August 11th and 12th. So they definitely need to acknowledge his role in uh, terrible events around our grounds. And then, you know, as the famous saying goes, we learn about history so as not to repeat its mistakes. Are you concerned at all that changing the building's name will erase part of UVA history that needs to be brought to light? Or do you think it's um, a, kind of a sign of reconciliation? So I think those concerns are legitimate. And I think that's why administration and even to an extent student council is being really cautious about the process. Uh, it'd be pretty easy for the university to go out and say, we're changing the name, we're, re we're rebuilding the building, or just remodeling the building. Uh, it wouldn't be difficult. But I do think, as on their own website, they mention Alderman, you know, he did some pretty great things for the university, extending higher education for women. He founded the Curry Memorial School of Education in 1905, and Curry has his own problems, but uh, it's a separate issue. But, you know, these people, for better or for worse, are a part of the history of the university, and you can't just scrub history. But you can, you know, attach addendums and say, but yes, they did these wonderful things, but, you know, he's also a major proponent of eugenics. So you can't ignore it. But at the same time, yes, I think erasing it totally would be bad. 
And I believe that's why administration and student council are taking their time and being a little bit cautious. I think Alderman's probably the most popular library on grounds. And walking into that building, honoring him and the things he said and the things he did is not something that anyone at the university should stand for. Uh, thanks so much for speaking to us, Zach. Thank you for having me, guys. So that has been the first episode of On Record. Thanks to Zach and everyone who spoke to us on the street. And please join us next week as we continue to follow up on happenings on grounds. Thanks for listening. This is Paige Waterhouse and Nabil Raza signing off.